Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Hello, everyone. So great to have you back. Episode 26. Yes, it is. This is how long we have been sharing the time together. Thank you so much. Thank you for generosity of your time and your willingness to listen and also to share. Talking about sharing, this episode is a little bit of a wrap-up when talking about the Mass. We had episode 24, uh, which was talking about the readings during the Mass, Liturgy of the World, what it's called. We had episode 25, which was talking about the Liturgy of the Eucharist and the real presence of Jesus. And that episode 25 was actually uh, prompting some questions uh, why people do or don't participate um, in the Mass on the weekly, daily or simply occasional basis. I had some uh, great responses to that 25th episode and uh, some people were saying, that my questions about uh, why do you participate or do not participate in the Mass uh, gave them the time and opportunity to reflect on their own life and uh, gave them an opportunity to say, I know why, it's just that maybe no one really listened to my why. And this is so true. For many years, when I served as sacramental coordinator and then later uh, in some other capacities of my engagement in the work of the church, I heard people saying over and over again uh, why they do or don't come for the Mass. And from those who are saying, I don't, I don't really prioritize Mass, uh, one of the strongest And one of the biggest of the reasons was Mass is boring. Mass is not relevant. This word um, came many, many times, especially when talking to young families and uh, to people who are trying to really pass on to their own children an ethos of faith, their beliefs, their uh, passion for Christ. Uh, Many people were simply saying, I lost it. Because I don't feel engaged myself. So how can I engage my own children? So uh, people were saying very specific reasons. They were saying, I don't feel that when I participate in the Mass, those who are to bring to me Christ, priests and people who are creating liturgy, uh, really are on passion, that they are passionate people. That's even a play of words. They don't have passion for passion for Christ. That is something very meaningful. Big words, but at the same time, the words that show so much 
of where are the areas when church needs to improve, when we as church needs to improve. Church hasn't changed with the people. This is again talking about this relevance. This is the sentence which I had from many people over the years. And they said, this is, we don't feel, I don't feel, people say it individually or as families, I don't feel that the church represents other people um, at all. So what can we do uh, and what can we see a little bit bigger right here and right now? There is a beautiful group of people called uh, National Church Life Survey researchers and they just released their report on the uh, Australian Community Survey, which is connected with the census. It's not exactly the census of the church. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not referring here to the census which happened in Australia last year. I'm talking about a survey which was conducted with many people um, across Australia, especially in the Christian and Catholic context. So according to NCLS, National Church Life Survey, the highest proportion of any age group attending religious services frequently was found in young people. Extremely interesting because one in three adults, 32%, aged to 18 to 34, attend religious services at least once a month. Moreover, young adults are much more likely to attend one to three times a month at a rate of 15% compared with 2% of the people 65 plus age group. I found this really um, interesting. Uh, looking at our churches and everyone saying, oh, we have to bring youth back to the church, youth back to the church. It's actually a little bit contradictive. It simply says the young people are still searching. They want to come to the church. Is the reason for their coming uh, mom and dad who tell them? Is the reason for their coming that they are searching themselves? We don't exactly know. You know that surveys have their own limitations. But what I found extremely interesting that uh, yes, younger generation here in Australia is still attending church at least once a month. So what's happening with the other people, those who uh, gave me a feedback, gave me feedback on uh, I do not go to mass, I'm not interested in the church. Well, this is uh, another what we say, you know, the statistic that we can read from NCLS, uh, Australians believe in God. 24% of Australians will say, I don't really think there is any sort of spirit, God or life force. So they just don't see a need to believe in that. Um, 24%, exactly the same part of the pie chart, 24% says there is a personal God. So they believe in a personal God which they relate to in their life. There is 31% of people in Australia who say there is some sort of spirit 
or life falls, 31%. And then finally, there is 21% of people who say, I don't really know what to think. So they might not be presented with the question or maybe they just are too busy to even answer that question in their their life. Now, I want to give you one last piece of this NCLS um, survey, National Church Life Survey. And uh, this is Australians believe in the historical Jesus. 49% of people who declare themselves of any sort of beliefs or Christians denomination will say he was a real person who actually lived. 49% of people believe in Jesus. 22% said he is a mythical or fictional character. So some sort of, yes, we believe in Jesus, but he actually is a mythical or fictional character. And 29% say, I don't really know. I really, really don't know. So out of those who uh, think about God in their life, have this very scattered, strong opinions. This reflects exactly the answer to the question which I posed last week. Why do you come to the church? Why do you don't come to the church? Why why don't you attend church? Why don't you attend um, Eucharistic or any other services as well? So last week I was thinking, okay, so where to from here? I I had a lot of um, pondering. I had a lot of... uh, um, thoughts. I am a person of action and I love to put my passion into action, but I also know that it's so extremely hard to engage people if they don't have their personal conviction. This is why I gave you the statistics as well. And something what I concluded my personal prayer and reflection with was exactly the title of this episode which I'm sharing with you today. Change is in the air. The church, that the community that we have now here in Australia does not seem to engage too many. And mind you, the statistic that I have given you was actually kind of not post-COVID yet. If you look at the churches now, Uh, There is less people attending, less people believing, more people who are disconnected with the church than connected. So we need to look at the ways. How do we personally engage ourselves with Jesus? Then how do we engage ourselves with whatever community that we belong to? How do we... Do we engage our children? How do we work in the parishes on hospitality? How do we invest invest in those who still want to contribute? And how to find new ways of connecting those disconnected? I know one thing. We need to share passion for Christ 
And we need to share Christ with passion and revise the ways which are enhancing our relationship with God and one another. I do believe that, and I mean it. I think that the change is in the air. Pope Francis spoke about it on several occasions for the past so many years. Those here in Australia who, are, who were and are part of the plenary council process and synodal journey know that the change is in the air. So how would the church change? What kind of change I'm talking about? Well, don't get disappointed, but I'm not really sure if I or anyone else knows or how soon we will see and know. Who knows, maybe we will return to small communities as it was in the early days of Christianity. I talk about it a little bit more on the last uh, Catholic Mission Conference, which was held online last year. I develop a little bit more of talk about what will be the church post-COVID. Maybe there will be a different model of living the sacramental life uh, compared with what we know now and what we experience now. Hopefully, whatever it, it's going to be, uh, we will feel enlivened and this will enliven our parishes, that will make them true and real. It will help people to build the bridges between the churches and parishes. I, I cannot stress enough how important it is that our uh, schools, especially Catholic schools, are connected with the churches. Liturgies, beautiful liturgies that are happening across different schools are simply an example how we could engage children and families on Sunday Masses or any other occasions. We need a team, we need a huge number of people who will be able to uh, help us to experience God the way how children experience this during their own Eucharistic celebrations when they have it at school. But what I know again is that the change is in the air. The change that may be right now might not sound appealing because what we see is a decreasing number of priests, decreasing number of people attending churches, decreasing number of people volunteering. But as I was reflecting on uh, what I wanted to share with you today, very strongly, I felt the words of um, the Gospel from John 12, verse 24, that these words actually are the way for us. And that's what they say. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Maybe 
what we are exp experiencing right now. It's a little bit of something what dies. But maybe this is a time when we need to trust that there are seeds uh, which will bring life. Maybe we need to trust just that and keep listening attentively to the Spirit of God and say, what are we called to do day after day with humility that we don't have all the answers and that if some changes will occur, we need some time to lead others through this church, through the new church, through the changed church. I think that what we can do for now, before all it will happen, and I hope I will see some of this in my lifetime, what I see for me as a plan, it's to get to know Jesus better in the way I can and share this experience of getting to know him with people who I am interacting with in my workplace, in my community, even in Woolworths and Coles or whatever other store where I am at, wherever I am. Let us get to know Jesus better and make him being our coach, our friend, our person to go to in order to be able to see what's next what is in the air how this change is in the air i believe that he will show us the way i believe that he will lead us to his father i believe that he will teach us how to listen to the spirit and that we will be able to find god which we seek together have a great week, everyone. God bless. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.